0: Nebraska Preps Post Game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla.
1: Welcome in. You heard the big voice. It's uh, Nebraska Preps Post Game. I'm Damon Benning, that's Jacob Padilla. It's a heck of a night. It's, yeah, uh, a little chilly out there but other than that You know nice. what? Especially compared to this afternoon, right? If you're at one of the early tilts, it, it was pleasant, right? It was yeah. almost warm and then by uh, the time we ended the night, it was, uh, it was a little chilly. The wind picked up a little bit, but hey, all in all, for October yeah. the 30th, it was a fantastic day and night of football.
0: Yeah, and some big performances, some really good wins by a lot of teams. A couple upsets here
1: and there, so it's a great night of uh, high school football in Nebraska. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, right? I the, the game that I think we thought was the biggest toss-up in A turned out to be that way, <laughs> back and forth tilt with, with Gretna, uh, losing a close one to a ve- what's proven to be a very battle tested and tough Carney bunch.
0: Yeah, and that was thirty twenty eight on the final there. That's a the game that I went to, and it was really impressive because Gretna, coming off the the few weeks off, obviously they lost their last game against Lincoln Southeast, and then got the first round by. They came out to the, the gates right away, fourteen um, nothing. Looked like well oiled machine playing well. Then things turned around, and twenty four straight by Carney uh, to take control. Um, and then they were able to hold on late at the end. So uh, impressive showing by Carney, especially, again, coming back from that, that slow start, kind of being able to weather that storm of that high-powered Gretna attack and then really getting after them from that point on.
1: Yeah, as we go through the scores, we just started there with the 8-9 because that was the one where Seed did not hold. Yeah, that's right? the only upset yep, in the second round for uh- – Bellevue West doing Bellevue West things, 45-13. That game was interesting. I was telling you off here, um, you know, Southwest starts with the onside kick. They drive down and score, and you're thinking, not uh-oh, but, oh, yeah. good on Southwest, right? Like, going for the win. But yeah. Bellevue West, like not, not overly impressive. I think trying to just get through, and that may be a little bit of the theme of the night, right? Yeah. Uh, just... J- win and move on. Yeah, and that's been the story for bevy West all
0: all year long. It's been so bumpy for them. Start stop, start stop throughout the season. Now again, you got that bye where normally it's a great thing to have a bye. This year for that team in particular, I think Mike Huffman almost would have preferred to have a first round game right. just to keep kind of keep things going instead of taking another break and having to come back here after a week off, but like you said, uh they they settled in after that uh Falling behind right out the gates and forty five to six from that point on. So I yeah, mean that's that's Bellevue us
1: oh number two, uh, West Side forty five three over uh, Grand Island again. The score not quite as indicative. I I I wasn't overwhelmed with West Side today. I felt like they were good, uh, but not great. Right, and it's hard for those teams that have been at the top to bring their A game. Every week, right? And they'd played Grand Island before. Uh, Westside's got to get healthy, though. A uh, couple couple key injuries will be interesting to see how that plays out for them going forward. But pretty workmanlike in yeah. a 45-3 showing over Grand Island.
0: Now I was watching a little bit of that on the stream um, earlier this afternoon, and <laughs> Kind of cool. Uh, a couple of touchdowns early, basically the same exact uh, fade route yeah. uh, from one, one corner and came back uh, to Cedric Hayward early and then came back before halftime shortly Kobe Brett's with an unbelievable catch over there along the sideline corner of the end zone. So, um, had, had some, And Brett's had some really nice plays. He had a big uh, run stop on a QB draw play and then picked it off. Um, yeah, he, he, now he's interesting. I,
1: I don't know if I'm like enamored or you're, you're almost, sometimes you're frustrated. You watch him play for about four or five minutes. And you're thinking, Wow, there are very few better out here than 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 Kobe Brett's. And that's that's across the state. Then there's kind of some other times where he almost appears to almost be going through the motions a little bit where you're like, Ooh, I know he's got a little better in him than that, but when he gets ready, he's a fantastic player. Well, and you kinda of wonder just like with the with so
0: many playmakers on that defense, it's almost like, well, these guys got this play. Yeah. I, they, they won't need me here playing in that safety spot. You got corners, uh, can play up tight, obviously, with Devontae Dickerson. You got Bo Lucas and Cade Haberman uh, controlling things at the line of scrimmage. So you don't necessarily need him to make every single play. Mm-hmm. You just got to make sure that he's ready to make a play when it's in his area.
1: Yeah, and then uh, we'll jump to, to number three, Millard South. No, that game was 21 nothing at the half against Millard West. It ends 21-7 pretty workman like with millard south is they're in week two really of the or two and a half of yeah. the of the of of the gauge kind of <laughs> quarterback experiment right the the gauge stinger experiment yeah <laughs> it's not too often that you're going to see a top four
0: seed switch swap out their their quarterback of a multi-year starter with their best wide receiver kind of reverse the roles there and keep things rolling yeah. but uh that's uh, props to that staff for continuing to kind of tweak with things to try to figure out all right, what gives us the best chance to win? Because they've got athletes, they just got to figure out where to put them and to get the most out of them. And props to Gage Sanger for coming in at that point. Again, he's been their, their best receiver all, all season long. In the last couple of weeks, he's uh, gone back there, taken some snaps, and thrown the ball well enough to to be effective.
1: Uh, the four seed Lincoln Southeast. Uh... Wait, southeast, southeast is the four, right? Yep, South yep is the five, right. right. Southeast uh, as the four seed, they're just steady Eddie, right? And I know. Listen, we've got a lot of folks out there that watch a lot of high school football, and like, guys, I just don't see it with Lincoln Southeast. Yeah, I get it, right? It's they're not gonna overwhelm you. They're not. They're not fancy on offense. They're they're pretty straightforward. They've proven to be a really really good defensive team. They don't beat themselves. Uh, they got playmakers outside the numbers that they can utilize when they want to um, pretty business like today with a with a, with a shutout
0: yeah well the uh,
1: 31 uh, 31-7. Yeah,
0: 31-7. and it's another team that uh, two weekends off uh, because southeast was that the yeah. team that lost that just, game with to, to Gretna. Yeah. um they decided to to shut things down try to get things under control ready so they can play in the postseason and come out 31 seven kind of just control the game throughout it seemed like for the most part. Took care of business, and now you move on to the quarterfinals.
1: Well, this team, I've, I've said this before. This is about the third week in a row I've said it. Elkhorn South did pitch a shutout, forty-four uh, nothing. This is a good football team, right? <laughs> like I, I've seen them three times now, and they've been better each time. Now, maybe a lot of that has to do with their health. Yeah, you know, each each time I've seen them, they've got a few more pieces, right? Uh, you know, uh, M. Sick is a little healthier at the end of the season than he was. When I saw them at the beginning. They didn't have Makai Nelson Douglas the first time around. They didn't have Bo Weasler the first time around. Uh, you've got a healthy Ben Warren, finally at, at the running back spot. They that's a that's a balanced team and I really like I really like Krause at the quarterback spot. Again, one of those guys where sometimes people tell you all the things he isn't, but one of the things that he is is uh, he's a tough, he's tough. gamer that's- and he gives you another dimension on the ground as well. Yeah, and that's
0: the exact uh, adjective that came into my mind as you were talking there. He is tough, and he is not he is not afraid to go fight for that extra yard when he needs it. Um, he's going to he's gonna hit you hard when he's running the ball, and he'll, he'll make the throws when he needs to as well.
1: Yeah, speaking of hard, uh, hard hitting. Uh, stopped back by the double dip at, at Phelps Field at Westside and saw Creighton Prep and Millard North, a very physical tilt. It was 14-10. Uh, at the half, there was a muff punt, uh, kind of l- left the door open for Millard North. Uh, they scored a touchdown before half, went in 14-10. You kind of got the sense they were going to be in for a ball game there, but uh, in the end, just the ability to play catch, pitch and catch, play play catch over the top. I really like some of the young talent at Millard North, right? I like Isaiah McMorris. I like Boganowski. Uh, I really like Quaintance. Uh, not a young guy necessarily, but – Really, really tough uh, at the quarterback spot. But Prep, just, just too much uh, in the trenches. Gligowski in the middle. I'd say what, number 51 for a guy that's not very big, he looks the part in his gear, maybe the best along that defensive line for, for Prep. And then you know what what, what Bullock and those guys can do for you. It's... That was a, a kind of a workman-like performance from Prep.
0: Yeah, and that was kind of the other game that we really had spotlighted yeah. coming out of last week. We're like, that's got a chance to be really competitive. And it looks like, a, what I said, I think A.J. Rollins kind of put uh, g- got the kind of dagger score late yeah, there to late. kind of give them control. About five minutes ago. scored, um, made it 28-17 20, there, and then they kind of held on to win uh, from there. So yeah. um, that's big-time play by
1: Rollins kind of stepping up there and kind of shutting the door. Um, on, on North North. And then what I thought was uh it's gonna fly under the radar. I know. People are like, Yeah, they beat him the first time around. But the way that Lincoln East yeah. uh handled North Platte
0: 42 uh, nothing on yeah, that one. they <laughs> pitched
1: a shutout. Now they they get a nice they get Glenn back. That's a huge difference. Right? It was twenty one seven that first game, like we said, this time forty two nothing. A um, lot of offensive pieces for Lincoln East. Now, the shutout is what surprised yeah. me a little bit. And it was 21-7 the last time they played, and <laughs> this week they scored 28 points in the second quarter
0: alone. So uh, you could Lincoln East definitely kind of uh, – Got going here offensively. And like you said, they've got a lot of different pieces that they can play offensively. They got a lot of receivers they spread the ball around to. They let a handful of different guys carry the ball. And, and then Noah Walters there kind of running the show. He's a really good player. That's, uh, I was watching some of the, watched most of the first half on the stream on that one too. And it's the first time I got a chance to see uh Lincoln East and I I was impressed with the way that Walters kind of kept plays alive moved, uh made plays at his feet uh, when you he need needed pull, to pull your hair out won't you yeah. Yeah. He's, uh,
1: <laughs> he's hard he's kind of like trying to bottle smoke right you just can't quite get it all yeah he, he's he's slippery out there and then Carter Glenn, who
0: um I believe dislocated shoulder a few weeks back. Maybe um, came back and um, right away scored their first touchdown, broke a tackle, dove for the end zone. Like all right, I'm back. I'm ready to go here. And uh, it's it's a great story for him to be able to return for the postseason and
1: help his team uh, make this run here. Yeah, we talked about eight nine being the toss up. Really, it was the game that we kind of featured last week with Carney and Gretna. That was the only game that didn't hold seed, but. Not a huge... Yeah. Like, it wouldn't have shocked me either way. That game went about like I thought. Nip and tuck the whole way. Yeah. Um, so, that game,
0: it really turned on a pick six uh, for Kearney. Um, about near, near midfield. Uh, I, I was following the ball, so I didn't see quite what happened, um, where the receiver was, or kind of who uh, Zane Ford was targeting there. But... Um, Caden Miller uh, came in there, picked it off, ran it all the way back, uh, and that really kind of started the the Carney comeback, and from there, uh, they, they really picked it up defensively, started getting more pressure on uh, Flores, and he was just a little bit off from the last point. Sophomore playing in his first playoff game, obviously taking the last few weeks off, so um, it's kind of an interesting spot to, to put that kid in and uh, he made some some big plays a little bit later on but they i think uh he struggled a little bit there kind of it got into his head a little bit and i think this will be a great experience for him moving forward obviously he loses those two dynamic senior receivers um that he's been throwing to all year but he's got some good uh some yeah, good Marshall talent underclassmen um <laughs> I, so i think kind of being in this spot will only serve him well moving forward he's got two more years there at Gretna so you you talked about his stats early he got off to a to a pretty quick start, right? It was 12 and 14 for 160 yards. Um, had a touchdown, and then he rushed in a touchdown as well. Um, so that was that was at a 14 0 start there. And third play in scrimmage, uh, it's third and two. They send, they call in the play out there. They get ready to go. And Coach Kale comes in, nah, I don't like this. I don't like this. Calls a timeout. Um, they, they regroup, send back out there. Deep shot right over the top um, to, uh, I believe, uh, I think it was Marshall. It was Marshall or Jackson, but over the top, caught it, 72-yard touchdown. So that was definitely a, a great yeah. touchdown there uh, by Coach Kale. But, again, props to Kearney for weathering that storm, bouncing back from falling down two scores and controlling most of the rest of the game from there.
1: Yeah, people – I said this last week, you you agreed, right? You talk about Carney, battle tested, right? They start the season 0-3, and you're thinking – Wow, oh, this isn't a coach cool bunch. But then you go back and you look at the they schedule. They lost Yeah, <laughs> Lincoln Southeast in the opener, West Side in week two, Bellevue West in week three.
0: And then they lost some games too. Obviously, they had a smaller schedule, like uh, some of the other teams there, where they lost some some teams to uh COVID uh, uh, problems. So
1: the, 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 they're the only team. They're the only team in the state that has played four of the top five <laughs> teams. They've lost to Lincoln Southeast, Westside, Bellevue West, and Elkhorn South. Yep. <laughs> the Elkhorn South went to overtime yeah. it was 28-21. Carney's got my attention, and my they head. had it last week. And, and now we see with, with what Elkhorn
0: South did, that was a lot more Carney than it was Elkhorn, <laughs> Elkhorn South, South. With that going to overtime, I think. So yeah. they, they, I think they're really starting to, to prove that they're playing their best football right now. And they, man, Preston Pearson... Uh, their quarterback there, he is a tough guy. He makes everything go for them.
1: Yeah, no, so, no. So here's the interesting thing, and I've said this before about Bellevue West a couple of weeks ago. I said they're almost impossible to defense unless you've seen them before. You have to have some sort of kind of feel yeah. on how they want to play you. Now, is it an advantage for Carney that they've seen Bellevue West before? The only team outside of Southeast Quick Score tonight that's had a lead on Bellevue West, or is it a disadvantage because you know about that offense at Bellevue West? They'll have a chance to be fully healthy defensively. They can mow you, they can mow you down in a hurry if you line up and let them know where you are.
0: Yeah, so there again, that's going to be one where you cannot let you cannot let Bellevue West get a couple of big plays early. Oh. Carney's got to be able to hang in there. Make them earn everything they're going to get. You can't give up the 50-yard score. You can't give up the, those long, um, those, those big plays there where it just kind of demoralizes you defensively. Well, you've got to make them earn, make them march up and down the field. If they're going to go score, make them earn it. Uh, and That's the only way they're going to be able to hang in that one.
1: Yeah, if you're, if you're keeping score at home, it's number one Bellevue West against number nine Kearney. Uh, you've, on the top half of the bracket, you got number four versus number five with Lincoln Southeast and Elkhorn South. Yeah, number three versus number six. This one's interesting. Miller South and Creighton Prep. Yeah. Uh, and then at the bottom half of the bottom part of the bracket, you have a very tough minded Lincoln East team coming to Phelps Field to take on uh number two ranked Westside. A uh, lot of good matchups. Yeah.
0: And, and this is kind of what we've been waiting for all year long. We, we, we identified kind of that, that, that top tier of those teams, and now we've made it through a few weeks, and that's all that we're left here with the, this final eight here. So um, we'll see if kind of those, if Bellevue West, if Westside can come out um, and really get off to fast stars, if they can come out and play their best football. Because uh, I I think it's pretty fair to say when those two are playing at their best, talent-wise, that they're a step above everybody else. But I think those two middle games, 4-5 and that 3-6, they have a chance to be really good. Yeah,
1: uh, I'll be... The one that has my attention—they all do. Yeah. They're they're fantastic games. The four-five with Elkhorn South and and Lincoln Southeast. Uh, you know, if that's the game where I feel like I have, I know who both teams are. I know who both teams are really really well. We'll see who can kind of out mirror image the other. They 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 play a lot alike. Close to the vest, don't take a lot of chances offensively. I give the advantage at quarterback a little bit to Elkhorn South, though, which may be the difference. Now, we'll see, right? It's a little bit more quarterback-centric offense, right, with the ball handling, the jet sweep, the QB run game. It's a little bit different than how Southeast likes to attack you, but uh, that run right there is the one I've got on the docket. What about you? But yeah, and and that how often is it a
0: you kind of star the linebackers for both sides? You got Jake Applegate for Southeast and Makai Nelson Douglas for Elkhorn South, and those two guys obviously both play offense as well. They, they both uh, star stars of those defense, kind of the heart and soul of those units. So um, those are definitely the guys to to, to circle on that one. But uh, this will be really interesting: the, the Millard South and Prep game with kind of the different look that Millard South is now with Stanger at quarterback versus. Um, what they were doing early on with Urban kind of taking all those snaps. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Prep, if they've gotten over kind of the stuff that has really cost them throughout the season where they shot themselves in the foot, they've, they've dug themselves big holes with um, just not, not sharp play and bad mistakes. And if they've, if they've been able to, to polish that up and if they come out here and play good football from start to finish, that'll have a chance, I think, to go down to the wire.
1: Yeah, it's it's so interesting. I've seen prep a couple of times now. When they're good, they're at they're playing their best football when they're good up front, and I don't mean along the offensive line because that's kind of a dumb moment. That defensive line when they're playing and they're active, um, they're a different football team because I think they're pretty good on the perimeters in ter- in terms of coverage. They they do a good job out there, and so it's all about their interior. And they played a physical game tonight. That, that one was not for the faint of heart. There was some good solid, hard hitting. It was an extremely physical game, and, and now you've got kind of a week to to get your senses and, and, and get back healthy because nobody really talks much about the physicality of Millard South, but along that offensive yeah, and defensive they lines, guys. they got some fellas. They, yeah. they, they'll they get after you pretty good.
0: Yep. Want to look over at Class B now? Yeah,
1: Class B, though. Yeah. <laughs> Ask and you shall receive, right? You want to give a rundown of those scores.
0: Yeah, and uh, again, pretty much like A, lot of chalk, but there was one big upset. Um, we'll start at the top there, though, with uh, Bennington kind of taking cr- uh, control, doubling up Seward, 52-26 there, top seed, uh, one versus 16. In the eight versus nine, you have Platt <laughs> pulling out. A yeah, real, biz- win. Real, real business. <laughs> like I, was, I was talking to one
1: of the affiliates from NSA who was at that game. That was a five thirty tilt, and I wanted to run over from west side too uh maybe put a few eyeballs on that one but boy talk about a grudger <laughs> you know well, and i he's a little back and forth you know plattsmith gets the the late touchdown uh to kind of you know, listen i mean 13-9 and <laughs> manessis i think got one late to to give them yeah. the lead but wow like well, and that's one I, I flipped over on the stream earlier, too, on that
0: one, and uh, I think first drive, Manessis rips off a big run, mm-hmm. uh, breaks two, three tackles along the way, uh, marches Plasmid down in the red zone, and they don't go another inch. They end up on fourth down. They go for it and get stuffed. So you after that big run, nothing on the on the first uh, drive. and uh, So good job by the McCook defense there, and I think that kind of set the tone for the game that it was going to be from then on out. Again,
1: yeah. 22 total points. Yeah, quietly. uh Plattsmith plays good defense. Yeah. They, they uh, you know, remember Norris had to convert the fourth and I believe it was either 13 or 16, and they scored wow. on that one. It changed the complexion of that. That was put about four minutes to go in that one. And, you know, Plattsmith is another one of those teams that has played everybody now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems yeah. like and people wondered about their schedule early on, it, it stiffened up for them late, you know. And then this team who I can't, can't quite get the cap on a roar. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right. they, they're all over the place. They, they look really good at times. Yeah. Knock off one of those teams, but then you turn around and lose a game that you shouldn't. Like That's one of those teams that's been all over the place, but very impressive today. 54-3 went over to Yeah, that's
1: Hastings' only loss, yeah. right? And, and, and they <laughs> hammered them. Yeah. <laughs> and then they came back and lost the next, <laughs> next week. week. Yeah, so, so It's like, it's a toss-up. Uh, Norris and Beatrice, yeah. I, for as good as I feel about Waverly and the direction yeah. they're trending... Uh, and they sent a message Snipe was at 35-7 or, or 42-8, 42-8 over, over Blair. Blair. Yep. Um, I'm not so sure where I'm at with Norris. Yeah, and they got the win there,
0: but it's only only a one-score game, 35-27 over Beatrice. Um, props to Beatrice for making that a heck of a game. But Well-coached team. Yeah, <laughs> they, yes, that's for sure. But Norris, yeah, you kind of wonder. Obviously, they've got a lot of talent there, but kind of w- what's going on there with giving up giving up 27 points there to Beatrice? Like, that's kind of, you worry about the defense there and just overall the line play that we talked about last week coming off of that Waverly game. But that's uh, the four-seed advances there, over 13 Beatrice. Uh, and we'll get the 4-5 Norris versus Roar.
1: Yeah, which should be a good one. Uh, number three, Elkhorn. Uh, business, taking care yeah. of business against Gross 53-7. No real surprises there. That's exactly what they're capable of.
0: Yeah, and Aiden Young kind of setting the tone right out the bat. Touchdown, uh, scored their first touchdown, then came back and got a pick and set up um, another short field for Elkhorn. They marched it right in and scored from there uh, and never looked back. So it's, uh, uh, it's a team that, again, has had a lot of talent. They've kind of been up and down as well. They got a big win there late in the season, and, and now you see them kind of taking care of business here at 53-7. So that's three and they'll move on to play Waverly. Um, we talked about in that. Yeah, game. The, that the, the team a, that I don't think anybody eight. wants to
1: play. Yeah. <laughs> right? I They kind of sleptwalked their way through the first half of the season. They make a few changes along that offensive line. Um, you shuffle some pieces in. Looks like a brand-new football team. As, as, as they send a clear message to Blair tonight, 42-8, and it's not so sure there's a team playing better right now than, than Waverly.
0: Yeah, both sides of the ball. Um, I think that you can definitely make a, case, a strong case for them coming off that. Again, just giving up one score there. Um, and so you get Elkhorn versus Waverly, three versus six, another seeding's hold in on that one as Man, well. It's
1: gonna it should be a low-scoring slugfest, right? This is, I like to run the football. You like to run the football. Let's play this one in a phone booth. You get the sense that the team that can generate the most big plays, and it may be a small number. Yeah. It, it may be two or three plays of of 20-plus yards, but the team that can get the most of those, I, it's just hard for me to believe yeah. you're going to put together 12, 13-play drives. And that was
0: the impressive part uh, outside of the line play and controlling the line of scrimmage was Cole Murray making some of those those big throws down the field. Uh, He's teased the us the
1: second half yeah. of the season, hasn't he? With, Correct. With their five, six passes a game, I mean, they, they're chunking you when they're yeah. doing it.
0: So that, that's that's going to be big. And then obviously – we know Elkhorn's got some talented athletes out there at receiver. Are they going to, is Grant Gush out? are they going to give him a chance to go out there and, yeah. and, and make some big throws and big moments?
1: And perhaps the shocker of the night. Yeah. And it's still just a 7-10. Yeah. But it is the defending state champs. And Grand Island Northwest, <laughs> excuse <Ooh>. me, <laughs> bouncing back in a big way, way. to beat Scott 27-20. Yeah, man.
0: It just it just feels like the, this season just, obviously, Scott has been dominant just, in Class B for a long time there. Yeah, this that's exactly the word for it. They've had guys joining the team late. They've had guys out, in and out of the lineup, injuries, different times. Obviously, guys quarantining. Uh, you never really got a chance to see what I think they wanted to be, what they thought they could be. And now we won't get that chance because they weren't able to take care of business here. Yeah. Um, you said that seven ten, you wouldn't necessarily call that a massive upset, but it felt like the top six or seven in B, you felt like those were kind of maybe a step above the, the eight, nine, ten uh at range and uh tonight proven Grand Island Northwest proven that was the, uh, I the think, case.
1: I think they've earned the now Grand yeah. Island Northwest has to kind of be back on the radar. We wanted to believe. We're like, okay. You, you lay an egg, you bounce back. You get this one. I, I, I think you're kind of feeling good about Grand Island Northwest again.
0: Yeah, and like like we said, um, uh, playing your best football at this time of the year. Yeah, that that is a big win for them. Not no, just obviously you get a chance to move on, but that confidence. You're the team that knocked out last year's champs. You're the one that uh, made for sure that hey. Somebody new is going to be taking the home the trophy, so that that's a huge thing in that class B because we talked. What was that that winning streak that Waverly finally ended? How many in a row did, did Scott win?
1: Yeah, well, so, twenty six.
0: Yeah, so or twenty eight. Yeah, so to get that win under your belt heading in here to the next round, that's huge for that team from a confidence standpoint. Let alone just the fact that hey, we get a chance to keep playing now.
1: Yeah, you know they we wanted to see what happened last week against Hastings. They fell short, thirty to nineteen. Now, the only other two losses, listen, they lo- they lose to Bennington in the opener. Nothing to nothing to sneeze at there. That's that's a that's a a good loss. But now the Scotts Bluff one is a little bit like
0: Yeah. Okay. That's kind of the one that gave you some pause in terms of uh, including them in that, that that top group and be where everybody is being everybody. You suffer a win like that from the team that's obviously they made the ter- in the state tournament or whatever made it to this point, but Scotts Bluff lost so much from last year. It's kind of a rebuilding year for them. So, props for them to make it to this point where they did, but that's a game that you don't if if you think you're going to be a contender in uh in the state playoffs, that's a game that you don't lose. Yeah. So, props to them for kind of bouncing back, getting over that and now uh getting this big win to kind of cancel that out.
1: Yeah, and then the 2 seed Hastings. Uh which is weird to hear Ron Collie as a 15, <laughs> right? But obviously read building yeah. after a heck of a four-year run yeah uh they get it done tonight what was 47 that 40, 21, 47, 47, 21 and, and, and don't look now but Hastings only has the one loss right they have yeah. the one loss to Aurora um, I know people aren't in love with their schedule right they yeah. get they beat North Star they beat McCook uh, they hammered Scott's Bluff they did a number on garing they blank Seward they beat York they lost to Aurora. I still think the win against Grand Island Northwest was a good win, yeah. right? The 30-19 to yep. 19, uh, last week, and, and they get it done tonight against Ron college Yeah, and you look at a lot of these teams, good quarterback play um, can, can
0: really make the difference, and they've got an argument for having the best quarterback in the class, and Jarrett Sinek, who can do it all for that team.
1: The one team that truly plays the basketball on grass, right? I mean, the spread, they—, they they play fast. They get it out quick. It's they can throw it all over the yard. They've got a lot of versatility. Now we'll see if they can they can hunker down a little bit. They're the they're the opposite of what had been the kryptonite for a team like, um, you know, Grand Island Northwest, where they're going to play this one wide open, uh, and that should be a really that should be a pretty entertaining game.
0: Yep, so we'll get a chance uh, rematch there. From what we've said was a good one during the regular season there with the the two versus ten there and. Hastings versus Grand
1: Iowa Northwest, our final class B matchup. Yeah, and played just what will be two weeks, two weeks ago. Two yeah. right. I yeah. Mean, right? <laughs> so what is it in B that you kind of like when you take a look at the matchups? you got to start with Elkhorn and Waverly, right? I, at least for yeah. me, that's the one that has my attention.
0: No, that, absolutely. Um, like we talked about, Waverly is just on an absolute roll now. Uh, and so you've got to see, Elkhorn, can you you be the one to kind of put a stop to that momentum? Do you have enough toughness up front? Because they're really – obviously, we know they've got the receivers. We know they've got great backs. Is that line on both sides of the ball going to be able to step up and really control that game? Because we know what Waverly's going to do.
1: Yeah, I'll be curious to see – you know, there's a few more weapons on the outside for Elkhorn. Can they find a way to get the Gragerts, uh, the Drew Christos involved in the passing game where – they're a tough matchup. Those are big, long, strong athletic bodies. Yeah,
0: and you had Dane Peterson guy can go up and he win can the go, jump yeah. ball too. So you've got, got three bounce. guys there that can go <laughs> get the ball. So if you give them a chance to go make plays one-on-one, I, I, I like their odds. Wow. They've just got to be able to protect the quarterback long enough and, and call those plays, be a
1: little bit, uh, open it up just and a little bit. A vastly different team than the one that lost 13-7 to Elkhorn. I believe that was in week three. Or yeah, four an early one. Right. And they've played Grand Island Northwest as well. I mean, no real shame. And in, in, in what's gone on uh, at Waverly. Right. They had the little midseason low where they, you know, they stubbed their toe back to back weeks against Elkhorn and Grand Island Northwest. And if you're looking at that in terms of quality losses, those belong in the discussion. Yeah. And that's basically <laughs> that's all it is in class B is quality losses because everybody beat each other. Um, the, these final
0: eight. All these teams have already played for the most part. We've got a lot of rematches here, a lot of chances for teams to kind of overcome some of those losses that they suffered earlier in the season.
1: How do you kind of see Bennington and Platt Smith playing out without Tyler Leclerc? Yeah, that that's a huge
0: piece from that. Uh, I talked about it, I think. Were you at that one? The, the early? No, oh, the, I mean, that yeah, was the one where I was. It, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I'm going back and forth. I'm like, is that the one? I don't I do it. Do it?
0: But yeah, that that was a that was a good, uh, fairly competitive game. I if I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember what the score was for that one. But yeah, that that changes things without Tyler Leclaire because he's a guy that made a huge difference on both sides of the ball. He's one of these kind of do it all guys yeah. that really is kind of the heart and soul of that team. That is their identity. Everything they did, kind of branched off of what he did so obviously they've got a they still got a really good quarterback they still got really good receivers um their other back there is pretty solid as well so they've got enough offensive talent it'll be interesting to see I think the biggest place you're going to miss him is defense against Manessis there uh yeah
1: <laughs> <'Cause> he's <laughs> well, a guy that
0: was not afraid to come in there and deliver the big blow on the run one of,
1: one of my favorites in in class B should be a fantastic week and we'll be back to cap it all. It gets hectic now, right? <laughs> you don't have a, C, a lower than a ten seed in B, nothing lower than a nine in A, and it has been a gauntlet to get there. And this is the—I think this is the point that we've been
0: waiting for all season. As yeah. we've seen some of these kind of matchups play out, you kind of start eyeing this time of the year
1: where, all right, these teams are going to be playing uh, against each other. So rubber meet the road. That's the man Myth the legend. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm Damon Benning. We'll be back next week. It's Nebraska Prep's post game. A Huda Media Production.